and welcome to another episode of CAC's Community Combos. Yay! We made it to another one. <laughs> I'm Yesenia Carrion. I'm Catherine Cerribita. And we have two guests with us today from CAIC, our parent organization, which stands for Calumet Area Industrial Commission. Our first guest is Tracy. Hi, my name is Tracy Murray. I am your regional business center, or some will refer to as a SHAF business center. I assist small business startups and existing business with starting their business, technical assistance, enhancing their business, or any type of service they need to continue a successful business. And hello, uh, my name is Craig Schmidt. I'm the Vice President of Talent Development here at CAIC. Uh, my role here is focused on workforce development, so I connect individuals to jobs and training programs, mostly in, uh, in manufacturing uh, sector. Hi, Craig and Tracy. Uh, before we start, can you tell us a little bit about the Calumet Area Industrial Commission? Um, where are you located? How long has it been going? That kind of thing? We are located inside uh, the U.S. Bank building at 1000 East 111th Street. We're on the seventh floor. Oh, you're right by the expressway. Yes, we are. With a little high rise in Pullman. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the Calumet Area Industrial Commission has been around since uh, 1967. Oh, wow. And um, serving the uh, Pullman and Roseland communities uh, for, for quite some, some time. We are a um, manufacturing membership-based organization uh, originally. Um, we have approximately about 130 manufacturing member companies that um, you know, belong to our, our commission. And uh, we have a board of, I don't know, probably about 30... 30 representatives uh, of, uh, of the uh, companies that, that uh, belong to our organization. So yeah. you're really tied strongly into the business community. Here. Yes, yes, absolutely. We provide them, you know, a number of networking opportunities uh, with our, you know, our annual golf outing or socks outing. Um, and then uh, we provide some educational workshops. Uh, and then uh, we have committees. We have an HR committee. We have a... Um, sustainability committee so where you know we bring individuals from those areas in the manufacturing companies together to to talk about challenges or initiatives or things that they have going on and, and anything that we could potentially help with excellent so factory jobs like the high-tech manufacturing that you read about oh absolutely so well you know manufacturing has been around a long time and so now there are companies manufacturing companies that still have old processes and you know, old buildings where some may not be heated and some may not be air conditioning. But then there's manufacturers today that are very technologically advanced where, you know, the, uh, it's all robotic, right? And, and so in there, these machines, you know, people need to run them, people need to program them, people need to maintain them. So manufacturing is just a uh, wide range of uh, jobs available right now. That sounds really interesting. Um, what are the requirements for the people you help? Do they have to live on the southeast side? No, we uh, we work with uh, companies from the southeast side up to actually the the north side uh, over into Will County, many of the uh, the south suburbs, and we even work in in um, Indiana as well. Oh, okay. yeah. Most of the you know if you're looking for a manufacturing job, the the qualifications to get in, you know if you're at an entry level it is really a, a high school diploma and a willingness uh, wanting to learn manufacturing. Um, and then there's an, obviously there's a lot of uh, there's a career ladder that um, people can move into as they you know throughout the, uh, the the organization. 
So can you do that with a GED also? Absolutely, absolutely. Yes, high school diploma or GED. You know what's funny is that I never, I was just telling uh, Catherine that um, I've worked in the community or, you know, community field for years. I used to work for my local alderman for about nine years, um, interned there before I worked there. And then it was just community work even a couple years after that. Um, and then one of my friends called me one day. She's like, hey, so, you know, they're hiring here at my job. They never hire. This is not going to happen again because they, they pretty much just age out there. She's like, so she, you want to come in? And I'm like, okay, well, what is it? She's like, it's, it's, it's not in the community because that's what I didn't want. I'm like, I don't want to work in the community anymore. Um, she's like, it's, uh, it's at a steel drum company. I'm like, all right. On my way to the interview, they're like, well, come in now. You're going to go to the interview. I'm on the way to the interview. I'm Googling, like, steel drum. Like, what kind of company is I'm Googling the company. I just see a bunch of trucks. I'm like... All right. I'm like, I go in there and he's pretty much like, do you know what we make? I'm like, steel drums. And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, that's all I know. Like, I have no idea <laughs> what size what. And I, the whole time I'm thinking the, the back of like the trailers, uh-huh. the semi trailers, you know, like those big round things where all goes. And no, they make 55 gallon steel drums. I got the job and everything. And it was so cool. Like how much, co- like just the thought of how many people buy steel drums that I never even considered. And it's like in manufacturing, you never even think one needs to be manufactured. Everything. Right. And this is crazy. So, so it's like so cool because it just opens up a different um, realm of like people sometimes. And I will say this because people sometimes think that like manufacturing is like kind of like you're either people that don't want to go to college or people that don't want to continue. Like, but no, like there, it's a different field that you go into that people choose to go into. Right. And people don't realize the kind of, the diverse manufacturing we have here. You know, we have people, you know, companies that make cars, mm-hmm. uh, make paint, make, yeah. you know, uh, make uh, salad lettuce and, you know, Gotham Greens. And um, I have the, um, I visit Antec. Antec? Antec. Antec, their manufacturing company. But the interesting part, they're recycling manufacturing company. So Mm. they buy and have old plastic, and they took us through the whole thing. Mm. So they have old plastic, and then as they manufacture it, it comes through, you know, it's compiled, go through a machine, and then it comes out in these little spaghetti-looking lines that goes into the water, and it becomes a hard plastic, and then they, it's cut up. Interesting. And they sell this to companies that make these hard plastic, any kind wow. of hard plastic, hard plastic but yeah. they need it to be balanced. So yeah. they're basically balancing <clears throat> the mm-hmm. plastic after that. And it's on 87. Wow. Interesting. But yeah. yeah, I mean, I think we, we drive by on the expressway and you know there are factories over there, but you don't really know what they do. Exactly. It's, it's its own world. And unless mm-hmm. your dad worked for one of them or your brother-in-law, mm-hmm. um, you're not really, you know, it never occurs to you that you might look there. Yeah. Uh, do you think having a college degree would get you like better money if you worked in manufacturing? As long if it's in a specific field, absolutely. So you know, I mean, there's you know, right now we have grant dollars that will pay for individuals to go to school oh, in really? manufacturing careers. Yes. So at any of the community, most, almost all the community colleges here in the Chicagoland region and Northwest Indiana Ivy Tech. So anyone who's interested in manufacturing career, because they can go into like industrial maintenance, industrial electricity, welding, um, CAD, uh, drawing, um, engineering. So all of those right now um, uh, programs will lead into good paying jobs within the manufacturing sector. Because as I said, you need people to run the machines, 
that, that you know that's a, a skill and need people to program the machines right and that's you have to go to school to, to learn how to do that mm -hmm. know how to fix them maintain them so and then even in manufacturing they also have HR departments IT departments um, you know accounting departments so whatever even if you started on a line you can still can continue to go to school and go into those areas because what better even if you know if you're a if a comp manufacturing company is looking for an HR person who better than somebody who's actually worked on the line at some point yeah. in their career and they right? understand it exactly they, yeah. they can relate back so uh, yeah so a lot of a lot of uh, possibilities in manufacturing right now so, um, but you said that you do scholarships for people. Yes, we have a one work, it's called a one workforce grant. We pay for tuition, books, and fees um, at uh, the community colleges here in the Chicago region. Um, so someone can earn a certificate and a, or even an associate's degree at this point for awesome. free. The grant goes through 2024. So if you're interested, please reach out to calumetareaindustrial.com and click on the one workforce program. Um, and then somebody will reach out to you to talk to you about uh, your, your careers, uh, career manufacturing, whether it's a job or school. Yeah, that's really exciting because um, after the pandemic, a lot of people uh, are kind of at loose ends. The yeah. job that they had before, the place they worked for before, yeah, might not even exist. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes, you know, people were ready for a change and mm -hmm. the pandemic is what what set that in motion yeah, so this is really exciting yeah uh, do you have to be really physically strong to do this I mean I know that technically women are supposed to be able to do this but no, is it really physical no no it, it, manufacturing it's, it's on your feet you know you are you're on you're you are on your feet um, you know for eight hours a day and and sometimes more uh, manufacturing because of the overtime and, and things like that and sometimes it's mandatory overtime uh, you know, which can be a good thing, but also, you know, because you're getting, you know, earning money. Um, but all these jobs have full-time benefits. And, you know, it, as far as heavy lifting and things like that, it, it's not a lot of that, no. You know, when, if you're running a machine, the machines are doing a lot of the work these days. So it isn't like in the movies where people work in a steel mill and they've got their shirts off and they're sweating like crazy. <laughs> well, no, it's not like that. But but there are uh, going back to recycling. Uh, you know, the the recycling places. Some of those places are hot, and they're because they're melting steel oh, and metal yeah. and right. You know, and mm -hmm. they're stirring these big. You know, look like witches' pots. You know, and they're stirring them, and you know, and then they have to let it. You know, go through the go process, through the process right? and uh -huh. then you know, and it and they have you know kind of. They have to know how, like, how much aluminum is in each one because companies ask they need, you know, certain Percentage and stuff, stuff in, yeah. in it, right? You know, yeah. So that's like a lot of chemical that's interesting. stuff. That's Yeah. Yeah. And chemists, that's another, you oh. know, thing in manufacturing. Right. So. Yeah, I it, think chemistry is really important for right. a lot of things that we don't think about, like paint. Yeah. And uh, metal and herb Herbicides, things. you know, insecticides, things like that. Um, but also spices and um, like, but, and there's what is it? Chicago, who makes uh, or Jolita? You know, the gelatin. They oh, make the, you know, the, yeah. that makes the 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 things gelatin, right? Yeah, you know, the, yeah. like Jello. So, right, Jello, exactly, yeah. right. And so I didn't know they made that in Chicago. Where do they do that? Where's their <laughs> Good question. We'll have to look it up. It's not one of the ones down on the It's in the south here somewhere. I have oh, to south. Wow. Yeah, I can't think of it. Maybe we cut that part out. <laughs> That's fine. I can cut that out. Yeah, so a lot of industrial and manufacturing going on yeah. in Chicago. So, um, Craig, what's the process like if somebody calls here and says, I'm interested 
in um, seeing about maybe getting a manufacturing job? What would they have to do? What kinds of paperwork? So, you know, because we a lot of our programs are grant funded, um, there is paperwork involved in in, in, um, in getting somebody employed, but and or getting someone to go to go to school. But one of the things you we have to look at is we are working for our member companies, our manufacturers, and trying to get them good quality, skilled individuals to fill their positions. Okay. So we can be there. You're actually a, a a link to that company versus them trying to get into the company themselves. So you're not an employment agency. You actually have permanent connections to these places. Correct. Right. We don't consider ourselves an employment agency. We consider ourselves. Um, an organization that is supporting our manufacturing manufacturers and finding and hiring good talent and, and um, so when an individual does come in of course they would have to complete some paperwork but we do try to we look at their skills and we look at what the job openings we have with our member companies and really try to make a, a, a good match you know we're not going to send somebody you know to the north side of Chicago if they live on the south side right. you know we want to find somebody that's you know you know because yeah. an individual's not going to be successful in, in that way if they have three hours of commuting every right. day yeah. no that's true not to mention the fun of driving on the Dan Ryan which right. we and the price of, of guests. <laughs> That's true. But we also offer some incentives as well to to individuals that you know, especially if they they're not working or haven't worked for quite some time. You know, if they're unemployed, um, we can support them with some gas cards. You know, uh, you oh. know the for the first couple of months mm -hmm. while they're they're working. Um, sometimes we can support them with work boots if it's what's required for the for the job. Mm -hmm. um, so there's a you know and even with some childcare sometimes that we can help with that. So it just depends on what the needs of the individual are and how and what resources we have available because our goal is for an individual to be successful on, on, yeah. you know, on the job. That's great so. because people you know everybody thinks oh you got a job you start tomorrow it's perfect all of your problems are right. solved. Yeah. And but you don't get a paycheck for two weeks. Right. <laughs> right. And then because if you've been out of work you know. Like you've got to yeah. deal they with the rent and mm -hmm. uniforms and mm -hmm. boots and daycare. things like that. And daycare. Yeah. That's a yeah. yeah, just finding so. daycare. Like well, one thing about manufacturing jobs, it's consistent in terms of hours. You know, you, they have different shifts, first shift, second, third, you know, first, second, and third. But you're going to work, you know, if it's a first shift, seven to three, Monday through Friday. You know, it's, it's steady work. If mm -hmm. you're going to do second shift, it's, you know, two to ten or whatever that be. So it isn't so like a restaurant play. where they call you when they need you at the last minute. No. And right. Then, you, know, they need you, you have to go right. run around crazy right. trying to find a babysitter right. last minute. No, that's good. You get to plan your life around it. I mean, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and do you, uh, do you do, I know you said you do trainings or, you know, one offer uh, scholarships for, for, for education that can help towards those positions. Do you also do like workshops or um, training as far as like how to even interview? Sometimes, you know, I feel like that the the need sometimes is people don't even know how to go to an interview or how mm -hmm. to interview or how to do a resume or how to do, you know, how to put themselves in a position to be hired. Sure, you know, that, that is part of our, uh, the services that we provide in terms of helping get a resume together, helping with some interview skills, you know, because um, we also help them just with job search, you know, you know, you, 
we don't have to work with just the companies we work with. Maybe you have another company, but mm -hmm. we're going to help. Let's try to see what we can do to, Got it. to help you get, get you in there. But we do offer those uh, we'll be those services. We'll be starting information sessions soon. Mm -hmm. um, hopefully those will start uh, in April here where we'll do two um, information sessions a week. Okay. And so people can just jump on and on a Zoom and, and hear about, you know, manufacturing Great. jobs, manufacturing mm -hmm. careers, and, and programs to go to school. Yeah. So we're putting that together now. And that information will be able to be found on the Calumet Area Industrial website, correct? That is correct. And it's calumetareaindustrial.com? That's correct. Okay. And we'll make sure to put it in the notes as well. And then if you're looking for employment, there's a link for job opportunities. Click that um, and uh, register. But if you're looking to go to school, click on the One Workforce Program and we'll contact you about getting you set up to go to school. Awesome. How about, is this something that would work for people who are just finishing high school, people who are 17 or 18? Yeah, our, our One Workforce Program is geared toward individuals who are 17 years of age and older and not in high school. So um, those individuals would qualify under our grants to and be eligible for classes at one of the local community colleges. Excellent. Yes. Um, now, if they don't have the high school diploma or their GED, um, you know, they, they would have to follow the college's process in terms of, you know, working on that, um, getting that GED or that high school equivalency. And, and mostly, I think all the colleges offer that for free oh, and, okay. and for, to help individuals, you know, uh, obtain that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, and if, for adults, if you've been out of school a while and you're feeling a little bit shaky, uh, you know, like, speaking as a person who hasn't had a math class since <laughs> I was 15, um, then, I would need a certain amount of remedial help. Or right. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And, you know, I'm glad you said that because we say 17 years of age and older, but people don't think, of, okay, I'm 30, I'm 40, I'm 50, I'm not working, yeah. I'm working a part-time job, I want a new career. Um, reach out to us too. You know, 50, 60, it, uh, it's never too late, right? Um, you know, so if you're, you know, our focus is on unemployed and underemployed is to get them enrolled into a into one of the college programs and then to get them employed. So it doesn't matter how old an individual is. That's really encouraging. Um, I was hoping to pivot now to talk to Tracy because I think there are a lot of people at this end of town who thought during the pandemic, I would really like to turn this from a hobby into a business. Um, one of the people in our group makes really beautiful jewelry, Renanda. Yes. Um, and, but a bunch of other people uh, were thinking about, you know, this is the idea I've always had in the back of my head. How would that work with you? For someone, you, you mentioned Renana, and she's been to several of our webinars. But for someone who's starting from, just, just starting out, a conversation would be good. I would suggest that person to think about what it is that they want to do and if they're serious about starting a business and they're in the startup phase, they can go to the Calumet Area Industrial.com and click on Shab Business Center and I can sit down with them to find out exactly where they are, what are they looking for, are they thinking about mortar or home-based business, online business, some so businesses. they get to talk to a real person and not a computer? <clears throat> yes, I will have them to come in. Okay. Because some people do not realize that some businesses you can't do at home. If you want to make candles or soap, you cannot do that as a home-based business. Really? Why not? Uh -huh. that, that type of business actually need manufacturing zoning. 
because of the kitchen. So you can't do it in your garage? You cannot do it in your garage, would not be qualified. You can do the administrative part at home, Mm -hmm. but you cannot become licensed with the city of Chicago, nor the state, as far as proper licensing, doing certain type of businesses at home. It's really funny in the city. I mean, there's a guy who lives two doors down from me who has four chickens and a rooster. We hear the rooster all day. So apparently that's perfectly legal. That, you that is legal. You can't make soap in your you garage. You can't make soap in your garage. <laughs> that's interesting. As my cousin makes you soap can in make your it, garage. You can't sell it. You can donate it. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, legally you can't. There, there is a certain type of business you can't do it. So you know all the rules for things like that. I don't know all the rules, but I would definitely be able to find out the information, whatever businesses you're looking to do. I can find out the information that you need. That's really great because mm-hmm. that's a whole section of you know starting a business, making sure that it, it fits with all of the city regulations and stuff. True. And this is Chicago. We have yeah. lots of regulations. Yes. And, and I think people are quick to jump the gun and I know this from yeah, oh, working at the alderman's office and, and you, I'm sure you know from working there as well, like you people come in like, Hey, you know, I just bought this building. Oh, I've been trying to get my license. What did you look at the zoning? Like do you know what zoning you need? You know, and and it's like it's things that you probably wouldn't even think of. Uh, but just even a conversation gonna save you lots and lots of money, you know, on and mistakes. Lots of time. Time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And anybody that's looking to sign a lease I would suggest you talk to either myself or SBDC, but no one should actually sign a lease for no business without checking the zoning. Uh, what's SPDC? Um, small business. So we, I'm a regional business center. Finish the whole acronym. The small SB, business? small business center. So I'm a regional business center, RBC oh. or CBC, Shad Business Center. Okay. So that is the same thing. So your SBDC <laughs> is Small Business Development Council. You now also have in our neighborhoods NBDC, which is Neighborhood Development Council, hmm. Neighborhood Business Development Council, and you have Chambers. So there's a host of different resources that entrepreneurs and startups have within the community to start their business. And lease signing should be not the first thing you do as you start a business or even go out, out into a brick and mortar. What kinds of webinars do you have for people starting businesses? I have introduction to business plan, financial management, um, branding, and I'm now looking to start a meetup group. I'm in the planning phase. I'm gonna be joining the contact tracer. It's gonna be a call, I mean a conversation next. Mm-hmm. I would like to join your tea talks oh nice that would be so much fun yeah. so I, what I want to do is start a meetup group mm-hmm. and with entrepreneurs and startups that's looking to start a business so they can lean on each other and I hope to build that into small businesses mm-hmm. that can lean on each other as well and even if the small businesses you know you have a, wear a lot of hats I'm looking to at least block by block just like our neighbors you don't know your neighbors I want to introduce the businesses on the same block to each other. Yeah, most of us have personal networks and work networks, but we don't necessarily, if you're starting a business, you know. You don't have that. And And the name of a good, you know, like this is the person who does my taxes. Right. Or, you know, here's who you can call on a Sunday afternoon when the plumbing goes south. Um, That's really valuable. Yeah, so I'm starting a meetup group for small businesses and entrepreneurs. And I'm going to be, you know, reaching out to connect with different 
small mm-hmm. business entrepreneurs and see if they want to join the meetup group. I have a question because I know it's something that I even I just personally I, I eventually do want to get a, a, a business license um, for the social media aspect so be be able to just go through like my business name I guess as opposed to just personally me receiving the fun, the money um, but what is like the difference between like an LLC or a, small, a corporation so, or a sole proprietor I think it's sole proprietor, sole proprietor LLC um, I I think a legal person should give you that information. Uh-huh. Okay. But I do have webinars to address what what's we would best fit in. for you. Oh, got it. Okay. And even after joining the webinar, you still may want to talk to an attorney, an attorney, mm-hmm. and a financial attorney more so. To be honest, which I think a financial person really knows what would benefit you. Mm-hmm. And okay. media is different. Oh yeah, it's a <laughs> media is very different. Uh-huh. And just to touch on that, your LLC and your sole proprietorship and deciding which entity. So that's what you actually apply for through the state of Illinois. Okay. So Chicago had, and then too, with the meetup groups and even reaching out to us or, uh, mm-hmm. you know, a different entity, there's steps you need to take. So your LLC and selecting your, your entity, that will come before your license with the city of Chicago. And see, some people didn't, I like, I, I wouldn't have even bothered to ask if I didn't know beforehand, just from, that's two different licenses. That's two different licenses. That, there's yes. some, that you need both. Or even, I, I know like, because I know it's a little tricky when it comes to like, uh, hair salons and barbers and things like that. Like, they, they can get away with just their license. state, right? And then yes. they really don't necessarily have to go through the city. Uh, or... Owner of a barber shop don't have to be licensed to mm-hmm. do hair. He can just rent space. Got it. Okay. And when they do their barber license and they hair, that is through the city, through the state, state. of Illinois. Mm-hmm. Yes. Got it. Okay. That All is right. the state. What are some of the ser- the most services that your businesses take part in? Um, the small business licensing with the city of Chicago. Okay. And permitting. And permitting. permitting. Okay. Everything is done online, and okay. it's through Chicago Direct org. Mm-hmm. But just say a hair salon. When a hair salon go to have all of their legal entities and they're really ready to apply for, they want to do a barbershop, they go to chicagobusinessdirect.org and they're going to come to zoning. So there's a zoning inspection mm-hmm. component mm-hmm. and they'll come to a halt with being able to apply. Okay. You know, so they'll wait for the paperwork and get the proper paperwork, but in the event that, you know, they come to some type of halt, we're here to address and get them through the process. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes it's not even, they're not even at the point to where they need zoning. It could be some information they miss, or, Mm -hmm. but sometimes they do come to a halt and. So you can explain what happens when the form doesn't seem to To submit properly. Yeah. It's so helpful to have somebody to be able to talk to because yeah, it it can be very confusing when you're dealing with the city. (laughs) Um, And you kind of have to navigate it yourself, especially nowadays that they want everything Kind of, you do it on your own on the internet, online. and you you can apply for the wrong thing, and that's it. <laughs> you know. Well, and in Chicago, zoning is so complicated because you know, like it looks like this building you can do this in, but across uh-huh. the street you're not yeah. allowed, and that doesn't seem to make any sense. Yeah, especially right here where we live in Pullman. Uh-huh. <laughs> you have residential on one side, and then it does. And it's funny because yeah, you could look at the map and you literally see the little zoning line. It's mm-hmm. just so crazy how. Yeah, Tracy, you were saying that you used to work for the alderman's office. Which ward? I work for Ninth Ward, Alderman Anthony Bill. 
oh yeah, I know him. Yes. Well, not personally. Mm-hmm. Although I was at a party once where he was there and he's very nice. <laughs> but it's really handy to have um, that knowledge of how that part of the city works. Does the alderman's office support local business the way you do? Yes, actually I am about to reach out to the alderman office. <laughs> this is another part of one of my planning modes. I'm, you know, I'm in my head, I'm gonna put it to paper. However, they have a, um, like a senior resource fair every September, and I wanna do a small business resource fair. Mm. Oh, so I wanna bring, bring nice. the different businesses, just like a job fair yeah. for small business. So I want the alderman to, I want to collaborate with the alderman Mm -hmm. office and move that forward. Nice. Mm -hmm. Um, You do all of this in the neighborhood. How else uh, does your position and your section of CAIC um, interact with the community? Do you have events? I do have events. I I also assist our Invest Southwest, Invest Southwest Corridor Managers and the Invest Southwest, it's another initiative the mayor started, and it is about revitalizing business corridors on the south and the west side. And we have corridor managers here at CAIC, along with CNI, Chicago Neighborhood Initiative, and the Chamber of Commerce. They're all corridor managers for our local corridors, which is our business district. Oh, I see. So you're trying to support businesses that get started in in neighborhoods, especially on the south and west side. Um, how's that going? Um, we're still in the process of trying to revitalize our corridors. Some of our buildings there have been abandoned for a few decades. So there's a development component. And we do have or have had different SPIF grant, which is Small Business Infrastructure Grant, Neighborhood Opportunity Fund. We did have some recipients, local recipients, but they're going through the process. So we're hoping that they will open soon. But in the meantime, we're also trying to bring back positive, just initiatives to the corridors. That sounds really good. What kind of grants can businesses get to help them sort of keep developing once they've already started? Grants, they come and go or they start and Hold on stop. a sec, I'm sorry. I think I misunderstood something that you said a minute ago because you were talking about grants for people. So I wanted to ask like, who can get grants? Okay, so. It would have to be in a TIF area to be able to qualify for some of those. Like the SPIF grant I mentioned, Small Business Infrastructure, that's a grant that one of the small businesses or any of the small business, if they apply and receive, they can use it to enhance their business. And it's for interior or exterior. Oh, so like for the, the the premises of a business. Yes, but that's a, like right now, starting April 1st through May 2nd, the it, it moves around the city of Chicago. So 107 in Halstead and South Chicago, they will be part of the April 1st through May 2nd. South Shore will be May 2nd, and it's other neighborhoods, but I kind of know about the local neighborhood. Right, yeah. So it opened up and closes up for 30 days, and they kind of move around the city of Chicago. And so that's the window when you would apply for that That is grant. the window when you apply for that grant, and then the Neighborhood Opportunity Fund has separate windows. And then if, if so you're, you're the, the woman who district, knows all the deadlines, people must line up <laughs> well, on your I digital do. doorstep. <laughs> I kind of keep an eye out for our local because, you know, our regional business center, my boundaries are 71st to the north to 138th, 
and Halstead to the lake. So you have yes. South Shore, South Chicago, Portman. Mm-hmm. So I do keep an eye out for whatever resources or funding come into the area so I can make sure that I pass that information on. That's really exciting because the pandemic has been really hard on businesses. And I was talking with somebody yesterday. I did an interview for an oral history project uh, and he was commenting on, you know, the, the businesses that are gone and they're not going to come back. And That's so, so the businesses that managed to survive, managed to kind of keep going, you want to support, especially yeah. in our neighborhoods, because it's where we live and, um, you know, we know people who run these businesses. We know people, other people who enjoy them. Yeah. So that's really encouraging. Yeah. And some are still struggling. I was just at a different meeting downstairs. And she said she's doing her best to stay open. She's a furniture store. She's on 115th and Halstead. And I was asking her about her marketing strategy. And we're going to connect after this. Do you think it's because people are people starting to like even just furniture shop online or no? She said she do online and she does, she does flyers. But I explained to her, I said, I live in Pullman on 107. My mother lived on 127. Mm-hmm. I've never saw none of her mm. online marketing mm-hmm. or flyers. And we're talking like, you know, yeah. an area where we should be familiar with her mm-hmm. store. Well, we shouldn't have to go out to the suburbs if we want to buy exactly. a Exactly, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So her and I are going to talk about different marketing strategies. Mm-hmm. And yeah, online, yes, mm-hmm. <laughs> businesses. I mean, some businesses have moved on. I think, too, because the bigger businesses, that they're able to put those promos out there. You hear them more. You just hear the name more. Like, right away, you know, you think of, like, okay, oh, furniture. Like, oh, I know my cousin just went to Bob's, whatever, furniture, whatever that was called, you know. Um, or the ones that you hear, like, again, that are more commercialized. Um, and you right away think that they're going to have the better deal. When in reality, they may not, they may, they not, may not, you know? Yeah. yeah, it's hard for a small business to kind of cut through the noise Everybody. of advertising mm-hmm. of places, you know, chain stores yeah. and stuff like that, like local restaurants versus McDonald's. In her yeah. store, I I actually happened to go into her store. I bank on 100 at Wintrust on 115 yeah. Halstead, and she has some beautiful, bright lights, mm-hmm. which completely attracted me, and I actually went into her store before. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking to... A sister. Well, and I think the more businesses that are open and successful means that people walk by places yeah. like that right. and realize, remember that there's a furniture store there mm-hmm. and think, you know, when they need something that they're going to check in there because it's handy, because yeah. it's close to the Aldi, um, you know, next yeah. to the bank, things like that. And I also suggest to her Habitat for Humanity built some new homes, like two blocks. I'm hoping to connect her with Habitat for Humanity. Maybe she can furnish their models as they... That would be nice. <laughs> yeah. Do they, do they buy furniture, Habitat for Humanity? I, I don't know. But they show the homes. They're, <laughs> They're trying yeah. to sell the homes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so That's true. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's that's all great information. Can we find this information as well as on the Calumet website? Or is there a different website that we can... Um, that people can go on here to look up upcoming workshops, things like that? Upcoming workshops will be posted okay. as we roll out the workshops. Mm-hmm. But just general information, I do send out a newsletter each month. And so I, people could sign up to your newsletter? They could sign really? up to the newsletter. Okay. Yes. How would, pe- how would be, uh, people be able to sign up? They can go on. For any services, they can go on to Calumet Area Industrial.com. Okay. Dot, yeah, dot com. And Shad Business Center is the link, is the box that they'll check. And they could just Perfect. sign up there. Okay. Sounds yes. great. 
Um, thank you so much for that information. I'm really actually looking forward to. Uh, I want to talk to you later. I've, I've been wanting to, to to attend one of these business workshops, uh, just to be able to to get familiarized. Because again, you hear so many people wanting to start new businesses, or or um, in general, in, even in our team that are looking to start a business, and it's just like to be able to help facilitate even a little bit, um, guiding them in the right direction. You yes. know. Well, and all of the the business background that you need to have, you know, like how do you write a business plan so that a bank will see that your idea mm-hmm. has merit and that there's really a demand for it. And yeah. we do have resources for that. Mm-hmm. And 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 within our neighborhoods we also have micro lending. You mentioned banks. So there's other resources of, you know, supporting your business financially. Yeah. You still need a business plan. But we also have micro lending. Micro lending assists small businesses, entrepreneurs, startups that may have been denied a loan from the bank. Okay. Mm-hmm. They do a different type of evaluating and they will lend you money and in most cases their interest rate is lower. Mm. Wow, that's amazing. Um, like how big a loan would be practical for a micro lender? They started out with just up to $25,000, but mm-hmm. over the last few years they've been really successful and they've been funded more money so they can lend up to one hundred thousand dollars. Oh wow! Depending on your yeah. financial plan, your business plan, and your financial plan. But yes, we will connect you to those resources, and we do have the one here local in Pullman, which is Green Archer. Okay, so you actually could like find a small industrial space to make candles and soap in. Yes, and, and in a lot of cases, you can use a shared resource. For yeah. That. That's what it sounds like, like incubators kind of thing, like a shared, kind of like shared kitchen or yes. shared space. Yeah. Those are very, starting to be very popular, which makes sense. Yes, it does. Yeah. Yeah, that's really amazing. I, I mean, you think about micro lending out somewhere in Bangladesh. Uh, you don't think about it being in your neighborhood yeah. or available to your friends because they want to turn a hobby into something more interesting and, you know, kind of make it pay for yeah. itself. Yes. And they and they actually, they they don't just lend you the funding, uh-huh. they kind of stick with you. You know, like that three year financial plan yeah. you do, they kind of you know review it with you, make sure you're on right your track. goal on okay. the right so they're, track. They're kind of coaching you. Yes, revise it mm-hmm. if needed, or in some cases they can connect you to additional sources when you're ready to venture out or wow. to need really additional amazing. capital. Okay, so this is going to be a fun... Okay, so at the end of our segment, we like to ask a fun question. You know, like in, when you were in high school, that they had, like, the, in the yearbooks, like, most likely to be president or most likely to succeed or most likely... Or I'm biggest class clown. <laughs> yes. a class, okay, what would be your most likely now? Whatever it is. It could be the most randomest thing. My most likely? Yeah. yeah. Tracy is most likely to be... I don't know about B, but I don't know. You know, maybe do a lot of crazy things off my bucket list. Is that what you're There you go. See? Uh, I would have been voted most likely to be found in a corner reading a book. Right now. Oh, absolutely. From high school all the way through. I've always been a reader. And, yeah, I um, that was, you know, like, where's Catherine? Oh, she's over in the corner reading. It's like, oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> um, I would be the most likely to just... Binge watch a show over and over and over again and critique every single little thing about it. 
think I would have just been most likely to be in charge of something, like to running a business or running, you you know, leading a company or something, yeah. So you were the leadership guy in high school. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and I, like, bring people together. There you go. Oh, that actually, <laughs> when you think about it, that makes sense. Most likely to bring um, people together. Like, you're a social connector. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I would say that meant for me, too, yeah. Yeah, I think uh, CAIC really, when you think about all the people that uh-huh. you kind of interact with here, and I'm in and out of the office a lot, so I've had a chance to just chat with people and stuff, and everybody seems to be part of a web, part of a network of people in the community and people doing the same thing in yeah. other communities, and it's really been fun kind of getting to know the organization. Mm-hmm. Uh, we all work at home, and um, you know, at the beginning, in November of 2020 when we started, you didn't go out for anything but groceries. And so people were, you know, names and emails and a voice on the phone, mm-hmm. and you kind of got to know them slowly over the last year and, and five so months. True. And um, CAIC is pretty impressive. Yeah. Well, thank you both for joining us. We really appreciate it. Hopefully you can come back on our, on our show. Uh, we can chat some more about anything and everything. Yeah, the, you absolutely. know, whatever topic uh, is, no topic is off the table. <laughs> thank you again. Thank uh, we you. appreciate it, and yeah, thank, you very much. thank you all for listening. And join us on the next community convo. Bye.